Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to today's guest, Brendan Fitzpatrick. Brendan, sir, how are you? I'm good, AJ. How are you? I'm doing just groovy. Uh, we are now uh, into the baseball season, so, uh, you know, spring has sprung. Green is the grass. The yeah. boy went into the water up to his ankles. It doesn't <laughs> right now, but wait until the tide comes in. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm very excited. I did my first fantasy baseball draft last week. Of the, the only one I'm doing this season, and I'm already at the bottom of the cellar after a week. So, you know. You know, as we record this, we're, you know, it's not really a week. It's just four days. Right. <laughs> Baby steps. Let's uh, take a deep breath. Yeah. Uh, no need to panic. Uh, you know, you, you start to see the on pace for where, you know, like uh, you know, Christian Yellick is obviously going to have 162 home runs and uh, mm. break all the records. And Exactly. You know, we'll see how that goes. So, uh, Brendan, this is not your first time at this rodeo. Why don't you give no. everyone a little bit of a uh, refresher course in all things Brendan? So uh, I found AJ and his podcast through the Rob Hassett podcast community. I've been on two other times. Uh, did pretty average the first time, a little over 20 points and a little worse the second time. And hoping that third time will be the charm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to, we're definitely taking this season uh, as uh, <laughs> you know, some people, they, they jive with the restrictions in place. Mm -hmm. and some people find it uh, restricting so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we well. shall see which uh, side of that uh, coin you land on sir uh let me remind you uh of the rules of the game and if you uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time fill you in on the rules of the game there's going to be four rounds four questions apiece in each round i will let brendan know the categories in order that he'll be using for that round before i read each question he gets to lock in how many points he wishes each question to be worth get it right you get the points. It is just that simple. And there's also going to be a halftime bonus worth 10 points. At the end of the game, Brendan will get to field what we call the confidence question. His last year to try to improve his final score. But I will explain all of that when we get there. We cannot get there until we put that first foot on the ground and take that first step towards the finale of this episode. Brendan, are you ready to get things started? Let's just do it. All right. As always, as usual, in round one, the point values available to you are one, three, five, and seven. And these are the categories we're going to be using tonight in round one. We're going to kick things off with science. Science. And then we're going to move along to television, followed up with analogies. And we are going to wrap up round one with everybody's new favorite category. Say it with me, folks. Only oh. in Florida. <laughs> Indeed. Awesome. Now, before I get your point values, sir, as you know, this is our alphabet season. And so every episode is going to have all of the answers with the same first letter. It can be the first name. It can be the last name. It can be both names. If we're talking about a book or a title or a movie or a band, it just has to be one of the words. Unless I say otherwise, every single answer tonight is going to be starting with the letter J. Jump to Jehoshaphat. J, oh my say. <laughs> yes, I say J. J, I say, I say J. <laughs> and I say science is up first. One, three, five, or seven. Uh, science is one of my weaker categories. I'll start with a one and see where we go from there. Yes, exactly. The uh, uh, famed baby steps strategy, highly <laughs> recommended by many of our players, both first time and returners. Good luck, sir. Here is your one point science question. This scientist whose parents worked at and owned a brewery loved to experiment with electricity, and he once shocked a servant girl into unconsciousness in the process. Who was he? Wow. Okay, so we have to work from scientists or scientific terms starting with J and go from there so we can skip our typical, you know, your Einsteins, your Edisons, your Benjamin Franklin's people that played with electricity. Um, I believe there's the scientific term for energy known as a joule, and I don't know if that's named after a specific person, but that's going to be my best guess is to say joule, J-O-U-L-E. Jewel, J-O-U-L-E, not to be confused with the snaggly tooth Alaskan folk singer. 
Yes. Yes. Not, not, yeah, not Jewel the singer. Jewel the scientific term. Well, I would say that the servant girl in question was not meant for the scientist, if that's what he was doing to her. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes when you're researching people, you find out these facts and mm. woof, woof. And may I add, woof. Uh, yeah, he was uh, experimenting with electricity, loved electricity. Uh, and, uh, well, the servant girl was, was around and... Uh, I guess he said, hold this, and <laughs> <laughs> the rest is I say in history. Uh, he was studying electricity. He was studying units of energy. He liked to know about units of work. They named it after him, and his name was James Prescott Jewel. One point yeah. Well done, sir. Science. I love science now. Let's, let's just do science. <laughs> okay, your second question of science. No, 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 no. It's not going to be that easy, but we are going to move along to television, a uh, category that I think you probably prefer to science. Let's see how many points you're going to wager on it. Three, five, well, four, seven. Since I started so well with the category that I don't like, I'm going to give seven to TV and probably get it wrong, but let's go for it. That's usually how it works, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but we shall see. Good luck. Here is your seven point television question, sir. Perhaps you shouldn't trust the bee in apartment 23. But you can trust that I will give you the seven points if you can tell me the name of the Netflix series about a superhero turned private eye. Superhero turned private eye is... Actually, she's a member of the Defenders. I've binged all of these shows except for the second season of Punisher because I didn't care for the first season that much. I believe you're looking for Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is your answer. So, obviously, uh, why would I say something about Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? That's got to be a clue. Uh, I, I mean, why else would I say it? That's because the actress who was starring in that yeah. uh, short-lived sitcom, uh, Kristen Ritter, also a uh, co-star uh, towards the tail end of uh, Veronica Mars, the final yeah. season, and into the movie. She played a superhero turned private eye with a wonderful double J name. And that was Jessica Jones. You are two for two, sir. Break up, Brendan. Jessica! <laughs> that was my David Tennant impression. It probably didn't come across because it went cold. Yeah. No. Well, right. my, my David Tennant impression, of course, comes from, from Broadchurch. Right. Milla! There you go. <laughs> well, let's, let's, uh, let's keep rocking and rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do not want to... Uh, Stop this party because a correct answer party don't stop. Analogies is next. We have three points. We have five points, sir. Uh, let's go with three for analogies. Um, I'm not. I'm not the biggest analogy guy, but we'll give it a shot. Okay. Well, uh, I can only hope <laughs> your three points on analogies will be ever in your favor. Here is your three point analogies question. Seven rings is to Ariana Grande as sucker is to what? Ooh, Seven Rings is to Ariana Grande as as what is? Sucker. Sucker or soccer? Sucker. S-U-C-K-E-R. Well, let's see. Seven, I would have to know anything about Ariana Grande. I'm just going to guess that maybe that's the name of her album, first album, debut album. So I'm going to say that's her first album. So you're looking for Somebody's first album was called Sucker, and I don't have a really good guess, but, you know, Jay-Z has put out a lot of albums. I'll just say Jay-Z and hope that's correct. It is a fair uh, train of thought there. Uh, the question is, is it a correct <coughs> train of thought? Uh, Jay-Z, of course, named after the two trains, the J and Z line. Uh, <laughs> traveled past where he grew up in new york city uh has nothing to do with this question because it's not the right answer <laughs> i'm just Darn. trying to trying to segue for you sir uh segue <laughs> not subway so uh seven rings is one of 34 songs in the history of the billboard charts that debuted as number one making the rounds you might have heard okay. uh rhap okay. fans might have heard a wiggle room uh, parody song right, on this right, tune right. a few weeks back i knew it sounded familiar and i couldn't remember where i had heard of the seven rings aside from the one in lord of the rings no but. no it's not the one true ring it is the seven uh, frankie sisters rings uh <laughs> and uh so that was the 33rd of the 34 okay. songs that have debuted as billboard number one 
Uh, and just a few short weeks ago, number 34 came into play as Sucker debuted as number one on the Billboard charts. And the artist in question responsible for this, I, what I'm sure is a fine piece of uh, musical mor- miracle. I, I haven't heard it yet, so I couldn't tell yeah. you. Uh, that would be a, a band that has just recently gotten back together after some time apart. But, of mm. course, I'm sure they did not stray too far because they are family. Jonas Brothers. Ah, uh, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten there. I don't think I've even ever heard a Jonas Brothers song, and if I have, I didn't know what it was. So I, I, I guess I suckered uh, you into a wrong jo- answer there. Jones is Jones is one letter off from Jonas. So if I had let the train of thought go from Jones, I might have come up with Jonas, but that yeah, probably wasn't going to happen. Not every game can end in perfection, and uh, that's what makes every single game unique. So uh, five points is what is left for you. Let us finish off round one, uh, see if we can get back on track, although it is only in Florida, so <laughs> who the Who knows? knows? Indeed. Are you ready for your five point? I am. Right, good luck, sir. Here it is in 2016. A man named Calvin Griffith was caught on video stealing a car from a Miami high school parking lot. Later on, he was again caught on video twerking in front of a woman named Catherine Pooler. What job does Catherine Pooler have? Wow, only in Florida. Well, if he was caught in front of a school, maybe he worked at the school, and maybe so did this lady. So I'm going to say maybe she was a janitor at the school. And he was like trying to impress her or something like that. Fair enough. Sucker. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that was the that was the. Uh, I worded the question in such a way that I was kind of hoping that at least some of my audience, uh, not necessarily the person on the but some of my audience might say janitor. That is exactly a logical, logical step to think it happened at a high right, school. Right, but it's Florida, and there's no logic in Florida, so I should have kept going. <laughs> Exactly. So I commend you on your use of logic. Just uh, I question why you used it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Calvin Griffith, who is uh, has no relation to the guy who used to do, be in charge of the Minnesota Twins and Washington okay. Senators. Um, just funny, funny, funny coincidence. The name is there. He was arrested after uh, videotaped uh, footage showed him stealing the car from the, the parking <laughs> lot. Uh, and then, uh, well, he was in the courtroom. Uh, and uh yeah uh she was a juror Catherine pooler was uh deciding his fate and ah, he was judge. being ignored yes indeed judge uh, judge pooler uh there's mm. there's video of uh that went viral of judge pooler uh Funny. Being completely oblivious to the fact that he's behind her in frame, twerking <laughs> and waving at his mom, and apparently uh, he's not well. Uh, I and... must have missed that one. Oh man, uh, it's, I'm starting time. to get to the age where I don't see as many of the viral videos that go around as I used to. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that you know, and they come fast and furious. <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. And uh, you know, you have to have the strength of ten men in order to. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up with these. Uh, still, Brendan, you know what? Even though you got the last two wrong, you did get the two before that correct. And so eight points out of possible 16. I think that's know. better than how I started last time, so I'll take it. No. You could never argue with a 50% ratio yeah. here, especially not on Beat My Guest, uh, I'm sure. Oh, there are hot seat residents of times gone by who are probably <laughs> just crying that they hadn't gotten those questions. So oh, yeah. well done, sir. Uh, let <laughs> us continue on. Round two is next. The point values, they are going to increase to two. Four, six, and eight. Mm-hmm. And here are your categories, Brendan, for an exciting round two that will kick things off with sports. After sports, we are going to belong to history. And then we're going to follow that up with fungo. And we are going to wrap up round two and the first half with who done it. But first things are first. Sports is up. Two, four, six, or eight. Um, let's see. I think I will go medium on scorch just based on the other ones, so I'll go four. Just based on the other categories. I think I'll give it a four. Fair enough. Four points on sports. Let us see how you do in round two with the four-point sports question. This football coach has led teams such as the Atlanta Falcons, the San Diego Chargers, the University of Hawaii, SMU, and for the last two years before resigning, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Who is he? 
So immediately, the first thing I'm starting going to start to think of is uh, Atlanta coaches that started with Jay. And there's really only one that comes to mind. And I think he also coached out of California and may have, if, I, if, my, if I'm remembering my ESPN docs correctly, may have coached for SMU at some point. I'm going to say Jerry Glanville. Jerry Glanville is your answer. Jerry Glanville, uh, known as the man in black, because that's the color outfit he'd like to wear all the time. Uh, patrolled those sidelines in Atlanta and many other places as well. You know, these football coaches, they tend to travel around a lot. Mm. Uh, even your Belichicks who end up uh, right. living in New England forever, you know, Cleveland, the Jets for a day, you know, <laughs> with, with the Giants before that. So yeah, you know, you have people moving around a lot. Uh, this uh, coaching nomad really loves the state of Hawaii. I believe he's <laughs> He's from there. He uh, kind of had a uh, high school coaching career there. He's coached at the college there. I believe he even donated a good chunk of his salary from Hamilton to causes in Hawaii. Uh, they love him there. He got his football coaching Jones on, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, in Atlanta. And his name was June Jones. Ah, nope, never heard of him. So keeping up with the chances is tough. Yeah, he got a big, he got a uh, a lot of fame because uh, you know it's tough to, to schedule out in Hawaii because mm. people had to travel so much, and so he uh, right. he definitely the fact that he started taking them to bowl games it was it was a big deal and uh, kind of got the attention of the pros and he coached the Falcons for a while. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, didn't quite hit, hit lightning in the bottle, but uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Hamilton wanted him back for a third year. He kind of resigned and mm. said, no. I, I don't really need to coach anymore. Uh, I'll stay on with the team and help out with the offense. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since that ESPN uh, documentary aired, so I don't even really remember it except that it was about the SMU football scandal. So yeah, it's been a long time since that one came out. Yeah, uh, Jerry Glanville was, of course, known for uh, leaving tickets for Elvis at at a lot of his games and hoping (laughs) that that the king would would show up. And uh, you know, I I don't want no spoilers here, but Elvis never showed. Really? Oh man, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> well, these last three questions have spoiled the perfect game and then okay. some. Now it's beginning to take a turn in the other direction. Let's see if we can write the ship here. History. You have the two, you have the six, and you have the eight. Let's go six on history, please. Six on history, you big history buff. A little bit, yeah. If it's U.S. history, a lot. If it's world history, not as much, but we'll see. See, we shall. I mean, I already know. But... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the advantage of writing the questions, I don't got to answer them. Fair enough. Uh, and, and it's a good thing, because even after writing the questions, I sometimes don't remember the answer until yeah, I look at the bottom of the card. So, uh, yeah. Here we go for six points. History. Nicknamed the bad old man due to his hot temper and tendency to hurl insults. What Confederate general fled to Mexico at the end of the Civil War? Ooh, good question. Okay. Let's see, trying to remember Civil War generals whose names started with J, or maybe first name started with a J. Well, it's not Stonewall Jackson, because he was killed by his own men asleep in his own tent. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me think. Now it's hard to think of any other <laughs> Civil War generals to start with J. Um... I'm having a really hard time thinking of one. Let's just say John Stewart. No idea why I would say that, but let's say General John Stewart. General John Stewart, I, I believe uh, he uh, was replaced at one point by General Trevor Noah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, there was a, I believe there was a Jeb Stewart. Jeb Stewart, that's who I was thinking of. General down there. Yeah. Don't worry, don't don't sweat yourself. That's not the right answer either. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had to stay up pretty late to watch The Daily Show, but in order to get this question right, you had to get up pretty early. Early, this is a general whose name was Jubal. Jubal Early. Early. Yeah. yeah. The name hard sounds to... familiar and it immediately like clicked in my head. Like I've definitely heard that name. Yep. Yeah, hard to forget a name like Jubal once you know yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. For sure. Well, darn. The second round is uh, not looking so great. Yeah, <laughs> all, all those people who were like, AJ, these questions are too easy. What are you doing? Don't, don't worry, guys. Yeah, they got <laughs> Joke's on me, guys. Joke's on me. <laughs> all right. Fungo is up next. As you know, this is a 
question where I'm going to give you three clues that all point to the same answer. Hopefully, you'll be able to come up with that answer after hearing the clues. Uh, you have the high, low, left. You have two, and you have eight. What can say I, ye? Can I go eight? I've been feeling pretty good about the clue one lately, and I feel like I've gotten that one more times than not when playing along, so I'll go eight. All right. Eight points. Good luck. Here is your eight-point fungo question. Clue number one. Frequent rest stop for birds in the Hula Valley. Clue number two. 2012 producer of Son of Mars. And clue number three. Role played by Jill Hennessy for six seasons on NBC. Jeez. Uh, well, Jill Hennessy played an ADA on NBC's Law and Order, but I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for because I don't recall her character name starting with a J, either her first name or last name. I believe her character on Law and Order was Claire Kincaid, if I'm thinking of the right actress. Um, so let's see. I have no idea on this. Uh, frequent rest stop in the Hula Valley. Uh, let's go with um i have no idea and so i'm just gonna say a name and that's also could be a city and i hope it's right and say her last name was jackson and say jackson which clue did you find yourself the most curious about the hula valley i'm not sure where that is and that was the <laughs> that's the one that hung me up and i'm not sure where the hula valley is so sure fair enough well the uh Hula Valley, uh, although it sounds like it would be uh, from June Jones' yeah, favorite state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it is actually in the Middle East. And oh. yeah, it, okay. uh, the frequent rest stop for birds would be a body of water because when birds are flying through the desert, they right. kind of need to stop and uh, recharge the batteries. So that answer will be a body of water. 2012 producer of Son of Mars. Son of Mars is not a movie. It's not a TV show. It is a basketball shoe. Oh, it, man. Nicknamed the Son of Mars. It was produced by uh, the Air Jordan Company. Uh, the Jordan River is where the birds stopped in the Hula Valley. Got it. And Jill Hennessy for six seasons was on a little show called Crossing Jordan. Uh, character's name. That was her show after Law and Order. If after... I had just continued on that train of thought, I would have gotten there. Indeed, and I she... just, my brain stopped at Law & Order, and I definitely remember when that show spun off and became a thing. I guess it technically wasn't a spinoff, but... You know, yeah, it wasn't a she... spinoff because you were right. She did play Claire Kincaid on uh, yeah. Law & Order, but Jordan Cavanaugh was the character name uh, that she played for okay. six years. Uh, I guess you, nobody crosses that's Jordan. Cool. Indeed. That, that's going to that's gonna not let me sleep tonight. Ugh. I feel like I should have done that one, but like you do. Ah, uh, you know, it was gettable, although, you know, I would not have thought of shoes when I thought about producer, but... Yeah, uh, me neither, and I definitely didn't think that those would be a brand of Air Jordans. Although, I guess if you... they Maybe they were born out of Space Jam. Uh, you know, he started doing these, these fusion brands, and uh, I guess in honor of... Uh, it must have been an... I think it might have been an anniversary of the original commercials. Okay. Did you know, do you know, do you know, with Mars Blackman? Yeah. So this was Son of Mars. Yeah, I don't know. There's some sort of tie in there. Uh, Spike Lee was involved somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try to get some points in the second round, and I guess it's going to be two points. But hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. two will be <laughs> in your uh, positive column. Here it is who done it. I'm going to read you a little bit of a mini bio, and you must tell me who done it. Good luck for two points. Here we go. Rising to fame in Indianapolis in the 1950s, he relocated his business near San Francisco in 1971. Seven years later, he would become almost synonymous with a substance invented by Edwin Perkins back in 1927. So, try to think. Indianapolis is known for a few things, including race cars, race car driving, cars, NASCAR. Maybe he, maybe he invented some kind of fuel for race cars. No, I had no idea. Um gonna just say i honestly have no idea so i'm just gonna say jordan jenkins and throw a name out there starting with jordan hoping that it's a connection to the last sure because i have no idea always a possibility uh not necessarily probability but it's always a possibility right. 
unfortunately, that is not the correct answer. If I had mentioned that after uh, 1971, shortly thereafter, he decided to move his business again to Guyana, would that have uh, given you any more of a hint? No, not at all. I mean, uh, maybe well, it's maybe it's on the cold medicine I'm on, but my head is a complete blur right now as far as <laughs> any any coming up with anything for you. So fair enough. Well, this uh, business in question was the business of religion. He okay. was quite involved. Oh, in, got it. Called yeah. himself the prophet, yeah. and uh, yeah, he started in Indianapolis, moved to. Uh, San Francisco. They didn't want and him then there. So. Went to Guyana and then formed Chillenstown and let everybody die. And we're looking for Jim Jones. We are looking for Jim Jones, the uh, substance invented by Edwin Perkins back in 1927, a little thing called Kool Aid. Uh, there's a little bit of debate whether it was Kool Aid or Flavor Aid that was actually used because they found packets of both. And I'm sure both companies uh, to this day are saying, no, it was them. No, 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 it was them. No, yeah, no, no, it was them. no, 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 you could have it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's you. Uh, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Jim Jones, he oh of the uh, sunglasses and uh, and craziness uh, was oh the correct answer. Fun. Let's try to make up some ground in halftime. Oh boy. Yeah, oh. Well, hang on, hang on. Don't get ahead of ourselves, Brendan. I have to do the math. <laughs> hang on, carry the zero. All right, now look, you still you have eight points. A double Tristan, if you will. Uh, you're, you're doing fine. Halftime, like you said, is indeed upon us. Here's how halftime works. It is our only partial credit question of the game. I'm going to ask you a question with multiple correct answers, uh, and I will give you points for each of those answers you get right. Maximum of 10. Uh, I'm going to ask you the question. We're going to take a little bit of time for you to think about your answer while we pause for a little bit. And then when we come back, we'll see if you can come up with the correct answers to the following question. According to IMDb, there are A films, which start with the letter J, that have received over 275,000 votes to make their top 100. For two points each, I would like for you to name for me any five of these eight J films. Take a little bit of time to think about your answers, and we will be back after the break. If you'd like to support Beat My Guest, helping to make more episodes like this possible, please consider becoming a patron, just like Blair, Jake, Brandon, and many others who have joined since the start of the season. Check out patreon.com slash beatmyguest for details. And now back to me for the second half of this week's episode. And welcome back to Beat My Guest. My guest this week is Brandon Fitzpatrick, and when we last left Brandon, he was sitting on eight points, working on the following halftime bonus question. According to IMDb, there are eight films that start with the letter J, our letter for this episode, that have received over 275,000 votes to make their top 100. For two points each, I have asked Brendan to name any five of these eight J films. Whenever you're ready, Brendan, oh, let me know what you're thinking about. So I started with two that I was most confident about and went from there and then i have three that i'm less confident about and imdb is notoriously trolly so i have two sort of trolly answers that may have gotten votes because people like to drag down or drag up the scores on imdb a lot um my first one is gonna probably feel like the most obvious one jurassic park and then uh followed by juggle fever is the one i was second most sure about and then I feel like John Wick has probably gotten some votes in the last few years. Finish off with uh, January Man and Jumanji. Okay. Those are all films. Those are all films. <laughs> and they all start <laughs> with, Jay. with Jay. So already you're ahead of the game here. Uh, well done. Uh, so yeah. So uh, like you said, IMDb is not necessarily the best films. Right. It is just the popular films, <laughs> films that uh, people want to throw their support towards, perhaps for good, perhaps for evil. Uh, <laughs> I am going to read the answers of the eight from lowest uh, vote total through to the highest vote total. Uh, so these would be, I suppose, the J films ranked eight through one on, on the list. Kicking things off with 277,000 votes. Uh, Quentin Tarantino film, uh, one that is highly underrated ah. and uh, oft forgotten. Uh, that would be Pam Greer. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Pamela and Greer is Jackie Brown. Indeed. I saw that movie in the theaters. I loved it. I, I, Tarantino came to my brain, and I just didn't 
come up with Jackie Brown at all. So there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to move on to 281,000, a little film that uh, I did not see, have no interest in. Um, <laughs> some people like it because, you know, they like uh, they like the spy stuff. They like the uh, they like the superstar, a little Jack Reacher. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't have expected that. I didn't realize that was that popular at all. But sure. You know, in the grand scheme of things, probably not. But yeah, Jay, sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> 316,000. Hey, anytime you got superheroes involved, you're mm. going to get people liking it in some ah. level. Justice League. I would have felt dirty writing that down. It just would have been... No. I would have felt very dirty getting points for that, so I'm okay. okay. I, I understand. I understand completely. <laughs> At number five on this list, 421,000. Uh, they loved it so much, they made a sequel. And this is, of course, A Man and His Dog. John Wick. Yes. Yeah, that's what the film's <laughs> about, right? A man and his dog, right? Yeah, that is 100, just like Seven Psychopaths is all about a man and his dog. There you go. <laughs> um, it's a regular Marley and me. Uh, <laughs> uh, at number four on this list, 462,000 votes. You know, what's not to like about teen pregnancy? <laughs> oh my God, Ju Juno. Yeah. Diablo Cody's uh, Juno, indeed. Yeah. Then 503,000, number three on the list. Hey, you can't have a J list, really, without the biggest blockbuster J oh, film of all of time that started at all. I'm an idiot. Jaws. Yep. I should just walk off the show now for, for getting Jaws. You can walk off the show, but. Please do not go <laughs> do in the not. water. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll have to cut you open like that little Kittner boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> at number two, 531,000. Uh, and at number one, 770,000. They're all part of the same family. So I'll just tell you back to back here. Yeah. Number two, Jurassic World. At wow. number one, Jurassic Park. I da -da -da. About, that's beautiful. I thought about writing down Jurassic World. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. So yeah, I should have I should have gotten further into my inclination to troll myself and said Jurassic World, but you know, Jaws is the one that I will not be able. Again, things that I will not sleep tonight because of. <laughs> there are sharks it, in the water. Sharks. Oh, of course. Sharks, yeah. It just goes to prove the theory that I've had <laughs> since college. Kids love dinosaurs. Indeed. And there is not a film, TV show, or music video around that could not be improved by adding a dinosaur. Indeed. Well, I got two. <laughs> I'm happy. I'll take exactly. it. Two for Two four better points. Than zero. Mm -hmm. Add to the eight. You came into halftime with eight. You're leaving with twelve. I, you know, I would have thought Jumanji probably would have been up there. Yeah. Uh, January man, come on, Kevin Klein. It's not that good a film, but uh, you're just probably thinking about it because it was on the hamster factor. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why it popped in my brain because you guys just did a podcast about it. Uh, let's pour out a forty for the hamster factor. Uh, don't worry, we'll be back someday. Don't worry. Just it's just a yatus. Twelve points at half. It's not too bad. Ooh, it's it's yeah. double digits. It's, it's a start. It's, it's just okay. It's just it, okay. Just okay. Well, we can do better than okay. Uh, and here's how we're going to do that. We're going to move on to round three. Now, awesome. although the point values are going to stay the same at two, four, six, and eight, those categories. Well, we're going to get brand new ones for you, and hopefully they'll be a little bit more to your liking. Here's what they be, sir. We're going to kick things off with what comes next. Follow that up with a little look at literature. Move along to the mashup. And we are going to wrap up round three with Potpourri, a rhyme for thee. Uh, <laughs> what comes next, however, is what comes next. So before I ask you what comes next, I have to ask you what comes next for you and what comes next. Two, four, six, or eight. Let's do four and what comes next. Or for what comes next, I tell you that uh, what comes next, that the riff gets longer and longer each right. episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What comes next? Good luck. Here is your four point question Anaheim, Poblano, Guajilo. What comes next? What? Why are you saying what? What were <laughs> um, So, Poblano, I recognize this type of pepper, and it's a mild sweet pepper. There may be an Anaheim pepper. Say the third one again. Guajilo. Guajilo. Also, I believe it's a type of pepper. So I'm going to say that jalapeno is the next hottest pepper on the Scoville meter. 
and that's what is next. So, sir, uh, you have said jalapeno. Uh, certainly, uh, you are absolutely correct. Uh, you know, Anaheim's the throwaway there, but I figured yeah. no one's no one's going to quite be fooled in thinking this is like uh, cities where Mike Trout has played or something <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah, I suppose it is conceivably possible. <laughs> well, you, I mean, when you said Anaheim, I was about to start thinking it was going to be a hockey teams, and then you went on to Pablado, and I was like, there's not a Pablado hockey team. So not that I know of, although there is, you know, there is a uh, perhaps a Mexican league or something. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yes, these are indeed peppers that are increasing on the Scoville scale and they are consecutive on the list. So anyone <laughs> out there who thought perhaps that ghost pepper uh, <laughs> was the next on the list, uh, which, of course, its real name uh, is not ghost pepper. It is the boot Jolakia which starts with J, so it was a possible answer. Right, on but that's list. way up there. That's after, like, the habanero and the, yeah. Also, I believe it's pronounced Jost Pepper. It could be pronounced Jost <laughs> Pepper. It could be pronounced Che Pepper, for all I know. Fair and enough. then we could just be on Saturday Night <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that is not a correct answer. However, jalapeno is indeed the next on the list. Well done. Four points for you. Interesting, you know, how jalapeno starts with J, but habanero starts with H and would yeah, not be next. I'm glad I did not say habanero. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Just, you know, you, you start throwing in. It's like it's like Jif and Gif. Like, how do you yeah, pronounce oh it? Oh, my God. I go, I go back and forth, honestly. And it's... I, I pronounce it Skippy, but that's just because I'm a uh, Literature. <laughs> Moving on quickly before this devolves anymore. <laughs> We have yes, two, sir. we have six, we have eight. What do you want to do for books? So can I go with six for literature, please? Um, let me see. I said two, six, or eight. So yes, yes, you may. <laughs> I believe I just used four, so. So we're uh, going up the Scoville scale of hotness yeah. in the hot seat. Uh, yeah. where, where, where do you think the hot seat would land on the Scoville scale? Uh, yeah, pretty hot. <laughs> right, right, under, right under Carolina Reaper. Brace yourself. Here comes a six-point literature question. Soon, Jimmy Johns will cudgel about some arithmetic or other over Brown and Nolan's divisional tables with her toot petty pout of Jemin Fichu. That, my friend, was an example of the difficult-to-digest writings of what author? Wow. Uh... And just for fun, let me read that again. Yeah, do it. Soon, Jemmy Johns will cudgel about some arithmetic or other over Brown and Nolan's divisional tables with her toot petty poot of Jemin Fichu. Gonna say that that is most likely like old English writer, I think. Maybe, maybe probably wrote around the same time as like, or right after Shakespeare. I believe there was a writer named John Hastings, John Hastings. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with it. I think he, I believe that was his name. He was a writer in the 14th, 15th century. Okay. Uh, John Hastings is your answer. I thought for a second there when you were talking about Shakespeare, you might be going Ben Johnson. Which is also uh, yeah, of, that's uh, probably who I was thinking of in my head. And sure, sure. It's a J. It's a, and I, 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 you know, for for this particular type of episode, I probably would not have allowed allowed you to go with a Lucky Johnson. I probably would have yeah. asked you to go for more, but that's not the answer right. anyway. Uh, yeah, this writing is. Pretty much, it's accepted that this is a brilliant piece of writing that no one's yeah. ever read because it's just Got impossible it. to digest. I mean, that short little sentence, which goes on. I actually uh, I edited that highly, and it goes on for a full page. Uh, it's got the word Jemmy Johns in it, which is a double J. That's pretty is that from, fun. Is it from the Jabberwocky? It is not from the Jabberwocky, okay. no, although okay. that would be also cool. Jemin Fichu, I don't know what these words mean. Most people either. don't know what they mean. It's a, it's a combination of Old English, right. of, of Irish, of, of Welsh, of puns, of portmanteaus, uh, and I don't think anyone has ever uh, honestly ever picked it up. <laughs> um, but it's a book that is considered nevertheless a classic the book is called finnegan's wake it is the uh follow-up to a little thing called ulysses oh joyce damn it. james joyce yes. Joyce was too easy and i didn't go for it and i should have i, I talked to myself out of it in my head because that's what initially <laughs> popped into my head and i didn't want to say it out loud and sound any more like an idiot but it turns out that was the right answer well, yeah, that's, that's because you did a toot petty poot of Jemin Fichu. 
Indeed, indeed. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help. All right. Well, uh, let us let us just drive that right oh, out of our minds. Uh, yes. <laughs> take a visit to the wife of Bath and wash that out of our minds. Oh, Wait, that shouts her. Uh, mashup is next. You have the high low left again. The two and the eight. Mashup. Let's go with two. Two points for the mashup. All right, sir. Good luck. Let's see if you can come up with the right combination for the mashup. Before getting a bad reputation for being a runaway, this actor became a famous practitioner of wushu. So the lead singer of the Runaways was Joan Jett, and then the only actor whose name I can think of this first with Jet is Jet Lee, who uh, famously was in the Lethal Weapon movie, Lethal Weapon 4, where he and Mel Gibson had an all-out knockdown dragout. So I'm going to say Joan Jet Lee. Joan Jet Lee is your answer. Uh, certainly, uh, there are a lot of people out there who have no idea that The Runaways was a band. Uh, they might not even know that The Blackhearts right. was a band. Uh, Bad Reputation uh, certainly is in the news of late because Ronda Rousey is using it as her intro music yep. in wrestling. They tell me because I don't watch anymore, but uh, you know, she's a headliner now, so I guess I got to know these things. Joan Jett is indeed that part of the answer. The actor who became famous for practicing wushu, which is a form of kung fu, martial arts, if you will, a uh, friend of Jackie Chan, uh, Romeo Must Die, Hero, yeah. the one. Uh, we are talking about Jet Li. Smoosh them all together, and Beautiful. you get. Joan, oh, Jet Lee, yeah. and Brendan gets two points. Well done, sir. Uh, Should have gone with the eight, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the best late plans of mice Indeed. and men get yeah. jibber jangered in the uh, <laughs> of the Chukaskama. The jambalaya yeah, of our the jambalaya, uh, exactly, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which leaves us with one question remaining in round three. It is a big question. It is worth eight points. Uh, are you ready to puri your po, as it were? Yeah, I think I am. Let's let's give it a shot. All right, potpourri. Eight points. Good luck. Here is your question. The leaves and seeds of this plant are toxic, but at its root is a turnip-like tuber, which is considered one of the healthiest things a person can eat. What is this plant from south of the border called? I'm going to say it's probably some kind of cactus that when you rip off the rind, it's got some sort of fruit in the middle. Um, but I'm not positive what it could be because nothing's coming to mind, but I'm pretty positive it's some kind of cactus. Let's just say, let's go with, um, let's go with a, a jungle cactus. A jungle cactus. Yeah. Uh, sure, it's certainly possible that it is a jungle cactus. So made, made, a, made up a word. <laughs> uh, jungle is a word. Cactus is a word. You did not make up a word. You may have made up a compound word. <laughs> I may have, yes. I may have made up a vegetable or fruit. You're, you're enjoying the mashup so much, you're just going to keep smooshing things yeah. together that don't belong. Uh, so the uh, fun thing about the letter J, mm -hmm. as we were discussing earlier, uh, with jalapeno, and yeah, it sounds like an H. It, sometimes it sounds like an H, and when you try and come up with a word in your brain, you start going ja, 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 and you're never going to come up with the correct answer to this question. If you do that, uh, don't eat this plant. Don't pick it up and start eating leaves. Don't eat the seeds. You will not be very happy. You'll be yeah. very sick. However, your health will be much improved by taking the roots and chomping away. It'll help your digestion. It'll help your blood pressure. It is called jicama. Oh, jicama. I have heard of it. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I never would have gotten to jicama. Never would have gotten there. So I'm not ashamed. <laughs> not ashamed. I didn't even know jicama started with a J, so I never would have gotten there. It's one of them <laughs> J words. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and and I'm not hoking. Uh, <laughs> You know what? You, you got two questions right in that round, which is, again, a positive. The negative, if there's a slight negative, is that the lowest scoring questions. <laughs> that's a you issue. That's not a me I issue. I know, right? I know. Just, uh, just blame me. Go ahead. Oh, Go I ahead. shall. I shall. 
I'm throwing those stones. Uh, <laughs> six points out of a possible 20 in that round. I'm going to add that to the 12 you had coming into the round. 18 points, nothing to sneeze at. Oh. Uh, still pretty good. And as you know, Brendan, because you have been in the hot seat before, uh, this is not your first time in the Scoville chair, as I'm yeah. going to start calling it from this point forward, possibly. Like nah, hot seat sounds better. Never mind. Highest scoring round is still ahead of us. The point values, they're going to increase to three, five, seven, and nine. And here are the categories we're going to be using in round four, sir. They're the four that are left. This is the order. Kicking things off with music. Following that up with audio hodgepodge, which admittedly, is a bit of a lifestyle and after that we are going to continue along with movies and we are going to wrap up around four with around the world so music is up first for you sir three five seven or nine uh let's go with three for music three points for music good luck and here is your three point music question blues from a gun and Head On were the most successful songs in the United States from this Scottish import who claimed that they got their band's name from a piece of jewelry advertised on the back of a cereal box. Who were they? Wow. This sounds like a almost one-hit wonder 80s band sometime, sometime from in there. So uh, I really don't know. I'm trying to think of 80s bands that started with J. That maybe had one or two hits. I'm gonna say maybe it was okay. Um, I have no way to do this out, so I'm just gonna have to take a pass and say no and just go with jumpering. I don't know. I'm making up a word again because I <laughs> have no idea. I'm, I, nothing is coming to mind. Understood. Understood. Hey, if you don't know, you don't know. Sometimes you just don't know. Uh, this was probably, I would say, more of a 90s alternative band rather than, uh, you know, that 80s culture. Although, you know, they, I'm sure they got started in the 80s. Uh, they didn't really come, uh, come across the Atlantic much. I remember seeing a few music videos from them in the day. They claim that the name of this uh, the name of this piece of jewelry that was advertised on the back of cereal box. Uh, no one, no one seems to know if this is a true story or if they were just uh, maybe uh, yanking somebody's chain because the name of this band was called the Jesus and Mary Chain. What? I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it, and I don't know what kind of chain that would be. That would be well, a piece of jewelry. That so, would be a piece of jewelry in the form of a chain that had a I, picture of Jesus and Mary on it. I guess so. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, you know, they were, you know. I don't think that one came from Kellogg. Yeah, no, 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 no. But then this is Scotland. I don't know what they advertise yeah, over there. Knows. All right. Let us uh, forget that ever happened. Just, just erase, 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 erase. It is time for Audio Hodgepodge. Here's how Audio Hodgepodge works. I am going to ask you a question. Yep. When I'm done asking the question, I'm going to play a little clip for you. And the idea is that after you hear the clip, you'll be able to answer the question. Easy peasy. Yep. Uh, lemon squeezy. Uh, you have a five. You have a seven. You have a nine. What would you like to wager on? Uh, seven. Let's get seven. Seven points. Audio hodgepodge. Here is your question. What was the name of this spokesperson who pitched products in the United States in the late 80s? Laboratory tests prove in most devices, Energizer lasts longer than any other battery. You Energizer. Wow. So this is not an American ad, I don't believe. Or at least I've never heard this before. And this is an Energizer bunny. Or Energizer commercial. The main one I remember is the Energizer bunny. But I don't think this came from the bunny. Because I believe the bunny was bigger in the 90s. And that was the still going, nothing outlasts, the yada yada. I really do not know. I my memory for eighties commercials is hazy at best because I was like six, seven years old or less. I'm gonna say something that sounds vaguely energizer electricity powering. I'm gonna say his name was Johnny Nitro. Johnny Nitro is your answer. Yeah. Uh Johnny Nitro who used to hang out with James Prescott Jewel and would uh shock his yeah. servant girl into unconsciousness. Yeah. <laughs> 
obviously, when you think of Energizer, as you did, you think of the Energizer Bunny. This was the last ad campaign that they did before they started up the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. And then they never had to leave it because he's still going. Going. Uh, Nothing else. Yeah. So we're talking, uh, wow, we're talking quite a number of years here ago. There was this thing in the late 80s. with Crocodile Dundee and even to a lesser extent Yahoo Serious. Yep. Uh, where we where, loved Australian Australian actors for novelty films. Yes, yeah. Australia stuff just came in and this was a guy who was an athlete in Australia, uh very big down there. He started to become uh, a pitchman and an actor uh down under and they tried to catch lightning in a bottle and uh Hope that he would energize sales ha! here in America for their batteries. Uh, he pitched a couple of other products, but yeah, basically he was just this guy with a crew cut, this muscles, and just oi, it'll surprise you, oi. And his real name was Mark Jackson, but okay. nobody called him that. Everyone called him by his nickname, Jacko. Nah, it's not the Jacko I know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, Jacko was in a oh lot, a lot of commercials. I don't and remember just, that at all. Crazy. Boy, it'll surprise you. Get a because it rhymes. You see, I'm Australian. It rhymes. Indeed. Uh, I'm sorry that you did not remember uh, that fine, fine. Not at all. Pitchman. <laughs> you remember Fabio, though, don't you? Oh, of course. You remember Fabio. The face the bird. Yeah. This guy spoke as much English as Fabio did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it sounded like it. Fantastic. All right. Let us move on. We have movies. We have five. We have nine. Your choice, sir. Uh, nine for movies. Nine for movies. Good luck. And here is your question. Due to reshoots that required Michael Caine's presence, the actor was unable to attend the Oscars, where he ended up winning an Academy Award, yet was not there. What Razzie-nominated film did Kane show such unwarranted dedication to? Ooh, now I got to think of Michael Kane movies. See. I think there can't be more than three of them. Hey, we got right? our we got our great ones like our Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and our I'm gonna I'm gonna go based off of the last answer. And go with a really terrible movie that starts with Jay and may possibly have co-starred Michael Caine in a supporting role. And it was a big bomb, got a lot of Razzies. I'm going to go with Jumping Jack Flash. Jumping Jack Flash, if memory serves. And I'm not looking this up. You can vouch for me here. I am not looking this <laughs> up. Uh, I believe that was Whoopi Goldberg and Stephen, Stephen Collins. Oh, Stephen Collins. Okay. <sighs> Uh, some sort of she was she was uh, in some sort of call center and he was a spy and called in and the uh, she typed some stuff in on the computer because you know everything had to have computers and and somehow uh, intrigue and mystery. <laughs> I just figured out what it was and I just remembered and it's now twice that I've done this. I know exactly what it was. <laughs> and, and since you just said it's now twice you've done this, then I know that you are correct. You know. Yeah, uh, it is Jaws: The Revenge. And he played Hoagie, Hoagie, the air, the seaplane pilot. Yeah, the ending of this movie uh, was so bad. Was actually involved uh, a shark uh, biting a scuba tank and exploding. Yep. Yep. Uh, they shot it the first time, and it it didn't work. Uh, he saw the da- they saw the dailies, and they realized that they're going oh, to uh, need to have uh, Michael Caine uh, come back and 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 do a little exposition. <laughs> and I mean, to his credit, he had signed on for this craptacular film. Uh, you know, a film where. Lori Gary, she uh, she was the wife to Roy Scheider in the first right. couple of films, and she decides that uh, she thinks that the shark is out to get her, and so yep. she takes her kids her on family. vacation to the Caribbean because there are no no water around an island. Well, one of them already lives there, I believe, Michael. Yeah. yeah. The point being, yeah, if you're afraid <laughs> of a shark, go to the jungle. Have yourself a jungle cactus, and you don't have to worry about sharks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is an oh, awful film. Mario Van Peebles is in it. Yep. Uh, it's uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, Jaws Four, aka the Jaws the Revenge. Yep. I cannot give you the points. So bad. I can give you so many delayed points, but I can't. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, if this if this were the Edge of Extinction, 
just uh, give it to me. Of, like, <laughs> yes, then perhaps I would let you back in and take a second shot at it. But Ugh. this is not an iconic moment for you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. One question left in regulation. It is going to be worth five points. Let us get you back in the uh, positive side of things. Let us get a correct answer before we go. Around the world, are you ready for five? I am. Good luck. And here is your five-point question. With a name that means victorious, what city defeated Portuguese invaders in 1527? This city is also known for its wooden puppets called Andal Andals. Hmm. Try to think of Spanish or Portuguese cities, starting with Che. Probably a very old city. The one that's popping to mind is Jakarta. I'm going to go with Jakarta. Jakarta is yeah. your answer. Uh, there was a time back in the day when Jakarta started with a D. Uh, yeah. It's no longer the case. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jakarta is in Indonesia. Uh, used to be uh, in that area where the Portuguese like to go sail and, and sail. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Andal Andal puppets, hey, that was just for flavor. Uh, Jakarta is the correct answer. Five points for you. Well done, sir. You were Jakarta. Oh, my lord. Because Jakarta means victorious. Oh, just kill me now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. I do not yeah. have to make that stupid math of zero joke. Uh, right. I am going to actually add points to your actual score. You had hey. 18 coming into that round. Out of that round, we are now looking at a very much more respectable 23 points. Right. And no, Brendan. No, your game is not yet over. Oh, nay, 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 nay. It's just it, it is time for the confidence question. And that, as you know, is your last chance to try and improve your final score. Only one question is before you. Only one answer is required. I will give you the category. And you must, must wager between one and ten points. Get it right. And I, sir, will happily, happily add it to your score. Oh, but if you get it wrong. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, not only will you lose those precious points, but I am going to hand a camcorder to a bunch of third graders and have them film something called Jaws 7. Brendan, <laughs> you must watch this film over and over again Fair until enough. the end of time, or at Fair least enough. until you can remember that Jaws had a series of movies. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did remember it, and I probably did watch that one the most, but... Because it was on HBO constantly, but it just didn't pop into my head, and it should have. Just say. Anyway, sir, as you know, also, this season, I am asking all of my hot seat residents to uh, propose a trio <laughs> of potential confidence questions uh, for me to choose from. I have thusly chosen, and so, as a result, Brent, I am now going to ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in? You knew I was going to pick this one. How could I not pick this one? It's timely. It's fresh. It's coming. It's Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones it is. How could I not? How confident are you in uh, that uh, lovely Martin uh, manifesto of... Not a risky biscuit, they say. And quite honestly, I would rather wager 10 and live with the embarrassment than wager something far less and know it immediately and just be like, oh man, I should have wagered more. Let's go all in. On Game of Thrones and give me the 10. Game of by the Valerian Steel Sword, died by the Valerian Steel Sword. Are you a big fan of the Game of Thrones? I mean, you suggested it. Uh, you read, the, read all the books, watched all the show? Books. I've read uh, the books. I've seen all the seasons multiple times, listened to multiple podcasts. You know, it's probably my favorite pop culture thing, you know, along with the Avengers movies and Star Wars and, you know, my, really showing my nerd, my nerd card. I'll have to turn it in, probably, if I get this wrong. Well, uh, we shall see. I mean, you know, I, uh, it's Game of Thrones, and when someone suggests Game of Thrones, I'm, I'm going to go a little deep. I'm going to go deep cut. And I, I appreciate that. I respect that. And let's just go for it. Let's okay. Uh, as you know, all answers have to start with Jay, unless I say otherwise. And for the confidence question today, I am saying otherwise. While there may or may not be Jays, it is not required for your answer. The Jays in the question. Oh, boy. Swerve ball. Swerve ball. Man. So 
I don't know if you know this about me, my favorite character on Game of Thrones. Of course, some people are, are team uh, Jon Snow. Some people team Daenerys Targaryen. Some people team Sansa. I am 100% team Arya. I have to do an Arya-centric question. Here is your question. After Arya Stark saves the life of Jacques and Hikar and two others, he informs her that she can name three people for him to kill that would repay the debt to oh, the man. Red God. In order for you to get your points, Brendan, I need for you to name for me two out of the three victims that Arya asked Jacques Hagar to kill. Uh, so to get out of her debt, she actually asks Jacken in season two to kill himself. She says a name, and he says a girl would give a man his own name, and she says yes in order to help her and her friends escape the torturous clutches of the mountain at Hall. So my first answer is himself. My second answer on this one is there was a guard that took them to Hall, and there were two of them. One of them took Arya's sword. His name was Polliver, and the other one who helped kill her friend Yorin was named Amory Lorch. And he is killed when he tries to intercept Arya stealing plans from Tywin. And he tries to go warn Tywin, and all, he opens the door and falls into Tywin's cell, dead. So, those are my two answers. Amory Lorch, the Lannister guard, and uh, Jack and Hagar himself. Okay, those are two answers. So... Yeah. Uh, indeed, Arya. You know, it, it's a pretty good deal, I guess. I mean, you know, she saves three lives, and uh, now she gets to kill three people, uh, get out of jail free card kind of thing. And she doesn't even have to do the killing herself. You know, she has this uh, wonderful assassin uh, to do it for her, do her bidding. So the first person on the list is uh, someone who is torturing them and uh, not a very nice person. So kind of deserves it. Uh, not that, you know, let's be honest. It's Game of Thrones. Pretty much everybody deserves it. <laughs> it's not the greatest culture. Uh, people aren't exactly the sweethearts there. But, uh, you know, maybe Hot Pie doesn't deserve to be killed. But, <laughs> uh, yes, he is a torturer. And he doesn't really have a name, per se. They call him the Tickler. Yeah, that is one. The Correct. Tickler is the first person on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, the second person on the list is on his way to spill the beans that Ari, the boy, is actually Arya, the girl, uh, even though it seems obvious to everybody. It should, but uh, Maisie Williams is just that good an actress. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, this would be a man by the name of Sir Amory Lorch. Yeah, okay, I didn't mix the two up. All right. And then... As she is ready to escape, needs his help immediately, and yes, indeed, she tells him to go and kill himself. So the third name that she gives him, I will accept either himself or, of course, since I gave you the name, Shashakin Hagar, which is not really his name because he's a faceless man and a nameless man. Or, you know, as some people believe, he's actually Serial Pharrell, you know, would you have accepted Serial Pharrell? No. I, I would not have because A, it is not yet canon, and B, I think that's dirty pool, even though Fair enough. You know, <laughs> they they might end up doing it, but then why did he just why did he just show her that face? <laughs> would make things a whole lot easier if he wanted her to trust her. Uh anywho. Well done, sir. Yay. You have gotten the confidence. Aren't you glad I didn't ask you for all three though? <laughs> so glad because I would, probably wouldn't have said particular. I probably would have doubled back and said Oliver. And like outthought myself, so I'm glad I, I'm glad you didn't. Indeed, and uh, just for the record, there I am going by the TV shows. Uh, if it's different in the books, uh, sue me. He got it right. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> he didn't complain, so you can't complain. It's his question. I didn't read the book. The book isn't Game of Thrones. The book for the question is the Cast of Kings. So technically, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Song of Ice and Fire series. I know, but you know. <laughs> To the layperson, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's it, look. It's not books. It's TV, and it's not TV. It's HBO. Uh, you get your ten points. I'm going to add it to your score. You have a total of thirty-three points. Yes. Well done, sir. I will take it. Don't call it a comeback. 
been here for years. Indeed. So before I uh, dismiss you from this episode, sir, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, the floor, right. as they say, sir, is yours. And I say <laughs> sir, not say sir, see. That's completely <laughs> Well, just want to encourage people to check out if they are interested in more about Game of Thrones. Um, we, we, uh, Rodman's podcast and post-show recaps are just wrapping up their uh, Game of Thrones coverage on postshowrecaps.com and Josh is releasing Josh Wigler, our maester, is releasing uh, daily uh, look behind certain characters deep dives into them and what we might be able to expect from them in season 8 I uh, encourage people to check it out if they're interested in Game of Thrones stuff. I mostly pimp that because right now I'm the man behind the Postshow Recaps Twitter handle so I'm sort of self-promoting myself as well uh, but that's my big thing going on right now so it's a lot of fun I'm enjoying it Excellent. Thanks, AJ. This was, I'm really happy I finally got over the 20-point hump and into the 30s. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking the time. You're always welcome to Hot Seat. I thank you for your patronage. And, uh, hey, Brendan, get the heck out of my Hot Seat. Oh, man. I'm jumping out. <laughs> yeah, just go right, right through the moon roof. Uh, <laughs> like a jackalope hopping away. Indeed. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Okay? Yes, we will. Until that time, we'll see you. Take care and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.